CERN, the modern day Tower of Babel. Yes, we all heard stuff. How they, um, how they thought that there were other dimensions, you know, other, other worlds all around us, and how they wanted to try and make um, a, a window, you know, so they could look through and see what's on the other side. Well, maybe your window turned out to be a door, didn't it? Yeah. Not mine, those yeah. scientists! Yeah. Oh, the scientists! Yes, the scientists! Yes, the scientists. I'm not one of those people who follows a lot of what's going on with CERN. I try to keep up more with the Bible's timeline versus man's timeline. Most of the things that happen at CERN is kept from the public. It's a secret nuclear facility. However, the main goals of CERN, they have outlined them on their website for all to view, which gives us a broad general overview of exactly what they are doing at CERN. What they're trying to do there is mimic, um, approach the energies that happened at the beginning of the Big Bang. So let's listen to this real quick. This is their main goal mission statement. Listen to this. At CERN, our work helps to uncover what the universe is made of. Oh, okay. So y'all don't know what the universe is made of and how it works. Oh, so y'all have no idea how the universe works. Oh, that's interesting because, you know, if you read some of those anthropology books, um, I'm, I'm sorry, astro uh, uh, astronomy books, you would think that they know exactly how the universe works. I'm, well, yeah, anthropology as well. You would think they know exactly how it was made. But they say clear right here. The top scientists in the world says we don't know how the universe is made. We, we study and to uncover that. And why is this research so important? Well, if we want to understand our place in the universe, we need to get as deep down as we can get. Well, let's continue reading. We do this by providing a unique range of particle accelerator facilities to researchers to advance the boundaries of human knowledge. Hmm. So they got these particle accelerators that they have to advance the boundaries of human knowledge. They built these machines, right? These high, uh, hydro uh, colliders. That's good. We'll get into that in a minute. And in the last statement, they say, uniting people from all over the world to push the frontiers of science, technology for the benefit of all. Uncovering what the universe is made of. So they're trying to find God. What, how did God make us and how does it work? Right. So they, they want to uncover what the universe is made of. How did all this get here? I thought it was a big bang. Right. But I guess they still don't know what it was made of. Right. Because if they still looking for it, I guess it ain't a big bang. Right. It ain't really ain't just giving us theory, scientific theories. Right. They have no idea. Oh, God, help me preach this thing. Particle accelerator, Tower of Babel, uniting people, one world government, one king, one language, one world order, the new world order jasher the book of jasher 9 and 21 and all the princes of nimrod and his great men took counsel together and they said to each other come let us build ourselves a city hmm let us build ourselves a city and in it a strong tower and it's reaching to the top of the heaven hmm let's talk about the tower of babel when you take a look at here in scripture they wanted to build a tower in a city that reaches into the heavens and how is the enemy trying to do that in our day and age <laughs> Something called CERN. They built CERN, <laughs> the European organization, they, where they built it in their own city. Oh, and then they and they built them something in there, something that can reach to another realm. Because <laughs> they said they want to go beyond the universe. Oh, yeah, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Let me continue, Josh 9 and 26. And all these people and all the families divided themselves into three parts. The first said, we want to ascend to heaven to fight God. The second said they want to ascend to heaven to make themselves God themselves, put themselves up there and then God's for them to worship. And then the third part said, we want to ascend to heaven to smile 
smite God with bows and, smear, and spears, so to make war with God. God knew of their works and their evil thoughts, and he saw the city and the tower they were building. CERN, the modern-day tower of Babel. God saw the city. <laughs> they don't hear me. And the machine they are building. <laughs> and God knows their thoughts. Oh, y'all don't want this. CERN, the modern day tower of Babel. At CERN, our work helps to uncover what the universe is made of. Someone to ascend up there and fight them. Some want to sit up there and put their own gods up there. Also, he ain't the god of everybody then. Because some want to still go up there and put their own gods up there, they saying, right? They got their own god. Oh, that's very interesting. You guys know how I feel about science, right? I don't believe in science, or at least what they call science. And neither should you. It is, it is ridiculous. It doesn't even make any sense. Their science is telling us today that a man can get pregnant, right? And they dead serious, right? They did, And we all came from monkeys and apes. This is what their science tells them. We believe it. We have to learn this in school. Think about this. You got to get a passing grade on this. In school, you have to. It's a qualification. This is insanity. Their science told us to put a mask over our face for, a, for an airborne vi virus that had a 99.9% .9 survival rate. <laughs> no, listen to me. Listen to me, and people will argue you down. Just like I've been telling y'all, people will argue you down, try to fight you and kill you, and believe you are insane for what I'm saying right now. But just 10 years ago, what I'm saying right now would have been common sense. Like, yeah, that don't make no sense. Right? But today, the world has gone mad. I don't believe in their science. Oh, God, I don't believe in their science. Their science is not a truth. Their science is just their hypothesis. It's a it's a educated guess. Scientific theory. It's a supposition. It's a presumption. It's a speculation. It's just a general understanding of the thing that's being explained. But they have no idea and they don't know for a fact and it's not true. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. So they give you a hypothesis or a thesis, but they are completely aware of the truth. That's why they said that we are trying to under, uh, uncover the truth. We're trying to uncover what the universe is made of. And what is its aim? Well, the humble question, what is the universe made up of? So what are all these universities for then? Y'all ain't uncovered it for. Y'all in here, what y'all got all these classes on subjects that y'all don't even have the answers to? Oh, they don't understand what I'm saying. So which means they are unaware of what we are made of. They are unaware of what you and I or who made you and I. Their hypothesis, their thesis, their presumption is that you came from apes. And then the first ape was, all, and, and, and he, he grew into a, a, a man. He was dark black like me. And then he walked all the way to Europe and got white. <laughs> Evolution. And we believe this stuff. Oh my God, there is no science. They know nothing. There is only God. It is just conjecture. Isaiah 55 and 9, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So is my understanding higher than your understanding. So is my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Oh, God is preaching right there. They at CERN, they know nothing. But they use this thing called a particle accelerator to help them find secrets. They're looking for the mysteries of the world. And since they cannot go up because they know how that story ended in the Bible, they can't go up. They shoot their rockets every day trying to go up, trying to get out of the atmosphere, trying to get out of the dome. They can't go up. So they decided to go down. Oh, this is going to get good. CERN is an organization based in the northwest suburb, suburb of Geneva, 
on the Franco-Swiss border and has 23 member states. Did y'all hear me? And it has 23 member states. Listen to this part. Israel is the only non-European country granted full membership. Now, CERN is not a private organization. It has 23 member states. Member states have special duties and privileges. They make a contribution to the capital and operating costs of CERN's program and are responsible for all important decisions about the organization and its activities. Israel is the only non-European country granted full membership. So Babylon is the only non-European country. Mystery Babylon, the great city, is the only non-European country. What it says? Granted full membership, but you'll get you'll catch that later. If you if you don't know who Mystery Babylon is, go watch my video. Mystery Babylon, the great city. Go go ahead and watch that. L uh, listen to this, Jasher nine and twenty four. Let's continue. And they begin to make bricks and burn fires to build the city and the tower that they had imagined to complete. So that, so so these nations, all these nations came together under one ruler, <laughs> Mystery Babylon Nimrod, under one ruler. To build, uh, to build this, uh, they had a city and they had to build, they want to build this, uh, this tower, this machine, this thing that was going to help them under, uh, uh, uncover the mysteries of the world. They, li listen, this is the same thing that happened at the Tower of Babel. They wanted to uncover the mysteries of the world. That's why they went up there to find God. That's why they went up there. They said, when we get up there, whoever up there, we're going to replace him with our gods or we're going to fight him and we're going to kill him. But this time they're going down to, under, to, um, to uncover the mysteries of the world. Why is it? I got to hurry this up. Oh, I got to hurry this up. Joshua 9, 25. And the building of the tower was unto them a transgression and a sin. And they began to build it. They imagined in their hearts to war against him and to ascend to heaven. I know y'all seen some of the videos. We saw these in 2020. Some of the videos that came out of CERN and in Switzerland, all if you know it's on the Franco-Swiss border. What are the eyes? It's always Davos, Switzerland, ain't it? It's always over there. What's going on over there? But y'all seen some of the videos? Remember the girl was drinking blood and they had all them satanic images and I have to try to find a video and put it in, but I know y'all know what I'm talking about. CERN was the host of a very strange tunnel opening ceremony at the world's largest rail tunnel near its facility, the Gothard Base Tunnel. It is said that this tunnel is the longest tunnel in the world. The tunnel cuts through the Alps. And in January of 2016, they had an opening ceremony that was completely occulted. They first had people coming through on a train, looking as if they were in some sort of trance, while creepy horror music was playing in the background. After that, a topless angel was walking through the center of evil creatures in costumes. This mindless woman was holding a lamb high in the air as sacrifice. So we have a topless angel, horror music, and a lamb to be sacrificed. But yeah, we're to believe that that was nothing. In the same ceremony, in another rail car that came out of the tunnel, the train was full of evil creatures and Satan was in the midst. The creatures moved around as the Satan character bobbed up and down and screamed and appeared to be controlling the other creatures riding with him. And after he got off the train, he seemed to be in a trance but doing weird dances. The ceremony seemed to depict that a demonic power that had been sealed behind the mountains had been released. It was very occultic and satanic. Y'all saw the images. So you see what it's all about there at CERN. They are imagining in their heart, oh God, to war against God. CERN, the modern day tower of Babel. How are they going to war against God? Because they can't go up. They've been shooting the rockets up. They can't go up. So they're going down. I keep telling y'all that God is coming to fight 
the nations, as it talks about in Revelations, as it also talks about in Joel, that God is coming to strike down the nations. Nations prepare for war. God is coming to fight. Christ is coming to fight the nations. And they've tried to go up to the heavens to fight him first, but they can't get up there. So they going down and they know their weapons ain't no match for them. So they need something to help them. So they are trying to bring their king to earth or to this realm or to us. Their king, who is Satan, the devil, who was already cast down there in the earth, who was already down there. And I'm about to prove it right now in the book of Enoch 10, 4 through 6. And again, the Lord spake or spoke to Raphael. Bind Azazel hand and foot and put him into the darkness. Make an opening in the desert, which is in Duel, and put him there. And lay upon him, look at this, rough and pointed rocks, and cover him with the darkness that he may remain there forever. And cover his face, listen to this, that he may not see the light. And on that great day of judgment, he will be cast into the fire. So God wouldn't put him there forever because he says that on the great day of judgment, also oh, he's going to come back out. And then on the great day of judgment, he's going to be cast into the fire. You see this? Do you see this? So there's somebody under the earth. So they got this, they got this hydro collider, particle accelerator. It's funny because how in the movies, haven't you heard the movies about a particle accelerator? In, in, in the movies, what is a particle accelerator? I've seen many, many Marvel movies. In the movie, a particle accelerator is a portal. And a group of scientists believes that the results could prove the existence of parallel universes. Scientists believe that a second run of the LHC could produce or detect miniature black holes, which they argue could point to entire universes hidden away in higher dimensions folded into our reality. But they tell us flat out, flat out, oh yeah, we got this particle accelerator, and you go, oh, okay, cool, wow, that's, that's amazing. So they're trying to open a portal for Azazel, and I'm going to get in that in a minute. I get it right, but Azazel. Azazel is an X-Men, is in X-Men. And his powers in X-Men is that he has transportation or teleportation of portal powers. Oh God. But the scripture says, bind Azazel. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even give y'all any backdrop on this. Azazel was one of the angels, one of the angels who came down during the days of Noah to sleep with the women. I'm sorry, I didn't give y'all no backdrop on it before I read that book of Enoch. But Azazel is one of the angels. The angels, remember they came down in, in Genesis when they came down to sleep with the women and they had giants. The angels, the watchers, they, they were seeing the women. They, they thought they were beautiful. So they look good. They came down, slept with regular women and then made giants on the earth. These Azazel was one of those angels. In, in the book of Enoch, it names the angels by name. Azazel, I want to say he was the leader of those angels. And he came, they came down, slept with all the women. And God now, once God was getting rid of them, God told his angel Raphael to go down and buy uh, Azazel hand, hand and foot. Oh, God, let me have you do this. Because uh, he put Azazel under, under the rocks, but he also put the other angels under the earth with him. Enoch 10 and 12. With all their sons shall have slain one another, and they shall have seen the destruction of their beloved ones, buying them under the heels of the earth for 70 generations. So this is talking about now the angels that were with Azazel, buying them for 70 gener generations, listen to this, till the day of their judgment and of their end, till the last judgment have been passed for all eternity. So these angels that goes under there with them are bound to the last judgment to when they're going to get judged. Listen to the rest of Enoch chapter 10, 12 through 14. And in those days, they will be led to the abyss of fire in torture and in prison. They will be locked for all eternity. Then he will burn and be destroyed. They will be burned together from now on to the end of all generations. So that scripture is literally basically saying that they're all in this prison under the earth. Oh, in darkness. Oh, we're going to get in that in a minute. 
They are in this prison under the earth, in darkness, in the abyss. And the nations of the world know that they are there and is trying to get them out to help them fight God. Just like Babylon and Babel had their king Nimrod, today Mystery Babylon is the country that is in charge of the, of the stride of this entire operation. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Just like Nimrod was in charge of all the nations back then. That's why I said all the princes, all the kings were under Nimrod. And, he cre and they created the Tower of Babel. Well, there's a nation today, Mystery Babylon, that is in charge of all of these other European nations who are creating this. Oh, they don't want it. <laughs> let me let me continue. So they are trying to release the angels or the demons along with Satan. And he will be released. Revelations 9 and 1. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet. Listen to this. This is good. And I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth. I saw a star fall from the sky to the earth. That's what the Bible is saying. Remember, John the Revelator is conveying this, but he's conveying it based on what he thinks he's seeing. He's not necessarily seeing a star, but for, for his, you got to think this was what, uh, over 2,000 years ago. So for his technology and the mind and the things, that, the way he can explain it, it looked like a star to him. That's how powerful the light was and the strength of what it was. Hydro collider, all the, uh, Things hitting each other, particle accelerator. That's how hard it was with that it hit the earth. Ah, like that. And it was like a star hit the earth with light. Boom. Right? Listen to this. Revelations 9 and 1. The star was given the key to the shaft of the abyss. I believe CERN is going to open the bottomless pit, and the spirit of demons are going to enter into these beasts. This is Apollyon, is their king. When he had opened the abyss, smoke arose from it like the smoke from a giant furnace. The sun and the sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. So, so, so it hit so hard that the sun was darkened and all the sky was dark. So meaning all that dust and everything was flying up so that the whole sky was black. This is what, he's, what, he, what he is conveying to us that he saw, right? Listen to this because this is so good. Revelations, 19, uh, uh, Revelations 9 and 3. And out of the smoke, locusts came on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. Revelations 9 and 7, uh, look at this. The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they, they wore something like crowns of gold and their faces resembled human faces. These are the people coming out of the abyss. These are the locusts that are coming out of the abyss. Revelation 9, 11. They have his king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon but in Greek, he is called Apollyon. So who is Apollyon? Well, it's Apollo, of course. Let's take a look. Hey, Apollo, what's that in your right hand? It's a locust. Yeah, a statue of Apollo with a locust in his hand. John the Revelator is telling us that he is seeing something that looked like horses prepared for battle come out of the abyss, right? But he don't know, but this is what he's seeing. He sees, like he's just telling us what he can see. This is what it looked like. And their heads wore like crowns of gold and their faces resembled uh, 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 human faces. And then Revelations 9 and 11, this is the, this is the part I want y'all to want to get to y'all at. They had a king over them. Oh, the locusts, there was a king down there with them. They had a king over them. Listen to what his name was. The angel of the abyss, <laughs> whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon and in Greek is Apollyon, that is the destroyer. Let's take a look at where they are located. They are in the community of St. Genus Pole. 
This is on the border of Geneva, Switzerland and Eastern France. This community took that current name of St. Genus in the year 1887. Now in Roman times, this location was called Apollyacum. Just go to Google Maps and type in this word and it will direct you to CERN. This entire town and temple of Apollyacum during Roman times was dedicated to Apollyon, the destroyer, also known as Shiva, Lord Shiva, Horus, Abaddon, aka Satan or the devil. But leaving out Satan for a second, for those who don't completely understand paganism, just focus on Apollyon. The very city that CERN is sitting on is the ancient temple of the god Apollyon, which today in the Hindu temples is called Shiva or Lord Shiva, the god of destruction. In the Roman times, a temple existed there in honor of Apollyon, and the people who lived there believed it was a gateway to some kind of underworld. The Hebrew word for Apollyon is Abaddon, and you don't need to go that far to confirm this because this is literally in the Bible. CERN, the modern day tower of Babel. I hope y'all saw that. And Enoch, when it said Azazel went down there, right? And then we jump all the way to Revelations and it says that there was, they said Azazel went to the abyss. Azazel was the king or the ruler of the angels that all came down from heaven to sleep with the women. And then you jump all the way to Revelations 9 and 11. And it says that when, when these things came out of the abyss, which most likely was these demons and angels coming out, it said that they had a king with them. And it says that the king was the angel of the abyss or the king of the abyss. Uh-uh-uh. And that is the destroyer, CERN, the modern day tower of Babel. Now y'all see what I've been trying to explain is going to happen at the last trump. The trumpet shall sound. This is the fifth trumpet that sounds when Azazel or when the king of the abyss or when the angel of the abyss comes up. This is the, at the fifth sound of the, of the fifth trumpet. And I've been trying to show y'all that something supernatural is going to occur at the last trump when the trumpets start to sound. That's what I that's what I was getting at with that whole 1 Corinthians 15, 52, because it says in a moment in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound and we shall all be changed. And this corruptible shall put on incorruptible and this mortal shall put on immortality. So it is saying that the supernatural is coming to our life. Locus of Revelation 9 on. So these hybrid super soldiers, part animal, part human, part fallen angel, Right, I believe CERN is going to open the bottomless pit and the spirit of demons are going to enter into these beasts because this is Apollyon is their king and they are going to rise up out of Sheol these super soldiers and dominate the world it's, they're just trying to dominate the world new world order that's what they want. Oh, this is good. And just like Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, of Matthew 24 and 37, as, it, as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So literally, we are about to have some of the exact same beings from the days of Noah here on earth. Oh, this is like, this is something that y'all ain't never heard before. This is a serious sermon. This is... I've been going on and on about how God's word is practical, 
But then there's a faith element, a supernatural element of God's word that it is hard for some people to really understand. This is where the practical and the supernatural collide. I'm talking about it's collide like the collide, like the hydro collider. It is really colliding before your very eyes. Just like how I've been mentioning y'all with the seals. How God said, you know, when the first seal is broken and the second seal, the third seal, God says that, you know, uh, it was going to be inflation. You know what I mean? And, and it says that in, uh, uh, I think it's the, the third seal that there was going to be inflation with we. And then we actually see that practically live out in our life. So the faith is like, oh yeah, that's going to happen one day supernaturally. But then it actually practically happens in our life. And just like John the Revelator is uh, relaying to us what he has seen, I'm relaying to you what I'm seeing and how I'm seeing it and how I'm trying to explain to y'all that CERN is the modern day Tower of Babel. John the Revelator said he saw a star come hit the earth. Boom! He saw a star hit the earth. Uh, and, and from that star, from, from that, that star was that big. When that star hit that ground, out of the abyss came the uh, angels of the abyss. Oh, God. And, 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 and so, and with them was their king. And then CERN is telling you that they're trying to, <laughs> they don't want this. Oh, they don't want this. CERN, the modern day tower of Babel. So CERN describes itself and its mission as, at CERN, our work helps to uncover what the universe is made of and how it works. We do this by providing a unique range of particle accelerator facilities to researchers to advance the boundaries of human knowledge, uniting people, uniting people from all over the world to push the frontiers of science and technology for the benefit of all, uniting people, Jasher 9 and 20, and, and King Nimrod reigned securely and all the earth was under his control and all the earth was, was under one tongue one world's union or one words of union. So a one world government, a one world order, one tongue, one language under one control, under one king. And the title of this session, are we ready for a new world order? Do you see this? And this is literally their mission statement. So all I did was break down their mission statement that they literally placed on their website and then use the scriptures to show you how this literally parallels directly with the Tower of Babel that was created before. The only difference is one of them went up and this one's going down. They went up because they said, we're going to fight God. You've seen in one of the scriptures, they said they're going to fight God with bows and spears. Well, they found out that wasn't going to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, that ain't going to work. The bows and spears, you're going to have to come with something better. You're going to have to come with something different. And this time they are, they, they have somebody in control. Oh, they don't want this. Edom is in control. Babylon is in control. And Babylon knows one that she didn't stole. Uh, Babylon and Edom know she didn't stole somebody's identity. And Babylon know God is specifically coming to destroy her. I'm just telling y'all what it is. So she knows she's going to need somebody on her side. So she's going to get her king, her ruler, her God, the king of the abyss, Satan, the devil, the dragon. And bring him up from the abyss to help her fight. CERN, the modern day tower of Babel. Well, I didn't go that long. I didn't go that long. I hope I didn't miss anything because I was trying to speed through because I was trying to make my sermons a little bit shorter for y'all. But I made me just take my time so I give you all the information. But I believe I gave you guys every hit I wanted to give you. The, the meat of it I wanted to show you was that. The angels 
these demons, these angels that left heaven and that are now considered demons because they're under the earth. They are under there right now. And I wanted to show you the precepts to show them, to show you that they are under the earth. The precepts, which were in Enoch. Matter of fact, speaking of precepts, shameless plug, but I did do a book called Precept Upon Precept with some of my favorite precepts that I use all the time, even my precepts from Enoch, my precepts from Jasher, the different precepts about the 400 years and um, the end time precept that I use a lot. Scriptures, precepts, scriptures. And so I put them all in a book, Precept Upon Precept. It is available at Amazon right now. But I told myself I didn't want to end my sermons on such a gloomy note anymore. And I want to leave on a good note. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. The Bible says that the preacher earns his living from the believers, from the church. You are the church. You are the believers. You are the congregation. I can't do this alone. The preacher earns his living from you. If you have it, please go ahead and donate at Cash App, Money Sign, Leo Dunson. That's Cash App, Money Sign, Leo Dunson. You can also go to leodunson.com slash donate. Thank you so much. So here is some good news. Revelations 9 and 4. Because you start hearing about the demons and these angels coming and, you know, in the, in the king of the abyss. And you start saying, wait a minute, how am I going to survive during those times? And if I just leave the sermon at that, all right, y'all, y'all have a good night. Shalom. It's going to be like, man, that is a little... <laughs> Whoa, this is a grim future coming for us, right? You know, because it's a supernatural future coming and the enemy is going to have powers. So what are you going to be able to do? How are you going to be protected from this? And that's what I mean when I say I want to leave on some good news. Revelations 9 and 4. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant of the tree, but only those who did not have the seal of God on their forehead. This is the chump, uh, the trumpet judgments showing that only those who did not, who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads will be harmed. I hope y'all see that. That's good news. That's something that's something to be thankful for his mercy and his grace. That's something to be uh, so happy about. Listen to this one. Revelations 16 and two. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land and ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worship his image. Let me say that again. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land and ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worship his image. Ugly festering sores. Have anybody seen the news lately? <laughs> Has anybody seen the news lately? Leo just making stuff up and just speaking out, preaching whatever he wanted to preach. That ugly festering sores broke out on the people. Somebody actually asked me that question. Do I believe that uh, the monkeypox is this? No, I, I, I personally don't. But could it be? We read in the plain text, right? Could it be? It possibly could. I don't personally believe that. That's my opinion. But could it be? That's what it came down to me with the mark of the beast. It, uh, the inoculation could be the mark and it could not be the mark. But are you willing to gamble with your salvation over that? Because it says right here that the people that have the mark and worship the beast going to have these ugly and, and blistering sores. And they're also going to um, get all the torment of all the bold judgments. And it says that the people that worship uh, that took the mark of the beast and worship his image are also going to receive all the trumpet judgments. You willing to gamble with your salvation like that? I was not willing to do that. But this is good news. This is great news. Oh, I hope y'all hear me. 
This is great news for those of us who worship Christ, because those of us who worship Christ will be sealed. And those of us who worship Christ has had our names written in the Lamb's book of life since the foundations of the world, which means we are not going to take the mark of the beast or have not taken the mark of the beast. And we do not worship his image. We love Christ. We worship Christ. We adore Christ. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We listen to this. We love uh, uh, Yahushua. We love Yeshua. We love Emmanuel. We love the King of Kings. We love the Lord of Lords. Some call him Jesus. I call him Christ. It's all that. Listen, no matter which one you call him, and what language, and what city, uh, what dialect you call him, uh, what name you call his name by, it's all the same. He is the same forever, then, now, and forevermore. Oh, they don't want this. He is the one who takes away the sins of the world. He is the one who is our sacrifice for our sins. Without him, listen to this, no one enters the kingdom of heaven. Without him, no one gains eternal life. For no one is righteous. Oh, they don't want this. For none are holy. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is, oh, listen to this. The gift of God is eternal life through his son, Christ. All praises to the most high. All honor and glory to the Lord. We praise you and we honor you above all things. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, y'all. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Shalom. Shalom. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You can support by subscribing at ministries.leodunson.com. There you will receive exclusive content and unreleased videos. Please go subscribe at ministries.leodunson.com. And may the glory of God and his blessings be upon you. Shalom.